Well, I would wish you a happy Fat Tuesday, Renee, but in my heart, it's always Fat Tuesday because of the cholesterol. (laughs) Oh, Mike. (laughs) No, no, no. Actually, I I got my numbers back. They're all right, although I'm on a statin preemptively. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it is it is Punchki Day or is it uh, Punchik Day? I I don't know. Or is it Punchki? That's a great debate. Punchki or Punchki? You know, and uh, it just so happens that we have a Punchki Punchek, uh, whatever you want to call it, expert coming up on the show later. So uh, we'll answer all these uh, questions and misconceptions about uh, uh, this jelly filled uh, thing of lard that uh, I think. Uh, it's my nickname in, origi- in high school. <laughs> it's my nickname now at 39. Yeah. So, so that's a lot of fun and it kicks off Lent and. Um, down in New Orleans, they have Mardi Gras, and we've got jelly donuts. That's right. They have those dry king cakes. I'll take our punch key. Yeah. Uh, have you have you ever been down to New Orleans for Mardi Gras? No. It's wild enough when I do go in the quote off season. So yeah, uh, I'm good. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Maybe 20 don't years want, ago. Yeah, I don't want any of that smoke. No. I'd be in bed by nine o'clock. All right, so a number of gun laws are uh, taking effect today, Renee. Yeah, especially the start of Michigan's new red flag law, a measure which allows judges to order police officials to temporarily confiscate firearms for people determined to be a risk to themselves or others. The new law is one of many gun violence laws that include universal background checks for gun purchases, safe storage requirements, and limits on domestic abusers seeking to buy a firearm. The new restrictions were approved last year by the Democrat-controlled state legislature in the aftermath of course, of the mass shooting at Oxford High School. Yeah, and then um, a number of other laws regarding LGBTQ rights and right to work, they also go into effect this week. So big week up in Lansing, and uh, you just mentioned the Oxford High School shooting. Today's another somber anniversary. It marks the one-year anniversary of the campus shooting at Michigan State University where a gunman not associated with the university killed three students and injured five others before turning the gun on himself. Today, all classes and tomorrow, I believe, all classes on campus are canceled, but the college will remain open for those who need support. There's a remembrance gathering scheduled um, at Lot 62. That's just north of Spartan Stadium from 730 to 930 tonight. And, And I remember this night, very clearly, Renee, I thought to myself, no way. I mean, this is not happening again. Right. And then, pardon me, on the news, you would see students who were locked down or coming out of their the buildings that they're locked down in. Um, some were wearing Oxford High School shirts. That was the one. most damning right there. Yeah. That yeah. lightning and, struck twice for those kids. Right, exactly. And there was a student on the news the night after, maybe the night after that, there was a vigil. And I, I, I don't remember which one of the news stations talked to the student, but they said, we have school shooting veterans now, and, yeah. and we shouldn't have school shooting veterans. And that was an absolute gut punch. Yeah. And, you know, just uh, just imagine being, um, you know, j- just imagine being involved in the Oxford high school shooting, you go to college, you're trying to start a new, and, and it's almost like, you know, where can you go to feel safe? Right. Um, so if you've, uh, if you've been filling up your gas tank the last couple of days, 
Um, you you've been in for kind of kind of a surprise, yeah. and not a pleasant one. No, the average Michigan gas price is up twenty six cents from last week. This is according to AAA. The average price for regular unleaded in Michigan is now three twenty six per gallon, which is thirty two cents more than a month ago, but still five cents less than a year ago. And AAA says that the least expensive gas price averages are in Marquette, averaging at three nineteen per gallon. Um, okay. I don't think I've ever been to Marquette. The most expensive prices Lovely are area. Yes, beautiful this time of year. Uh, the most expensive Not prices. Not so much this time of year, but right. yes, usually. <laughs> right, Lansing and Ann Arbor at three twenty-eight per gallon. Most expensive. So I guess we can't complain too much. Yeah, and I guess this is all because there's there's some power outage at a at a refinery in Indiana. Uh, it was on Groundhog's Day of all of all days, and I guess it's taken 11 days to get back up. I don't know. I'm no oilman, so I don't know how long it takes. But uh, 11 days since the power outage, you think things would be back up online, but not so much. Uh, yeah, but I know it's a speculative industry. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we've seen worse. Obviously, we don't like it going in this direction. No. And they're saying it's it's the it's the uh, highest gas prices. Of the year, but it's, you know, we're, we're <laughs> well, less than a month and a half. I was going to so. say, we're like six weeks in. Everybody calm down. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, th- the details of the shooting at Joel Osteen's megachurch in Houston are just getting weirder and weirder. The uh, shooter has been identified as 36-year-old Genesee Yvonne Moreno. She walked into the church with an assortment of weapons. She The, the weapon that she used to shoot indiscriminately in the lobby was an AR-14. She was shot and killed by two off-duty officers. She had her seven-year-old son with her. Unfortunately, he was shot in the head last <sighs> check. He's currently in critical condition. Uh, bystander in his 50s was shot in the leg. He's been released from the hospital. Uh, authorities searched Moreno's house where they found some anti-Semitic writings, chemical ingredients to make a bomb. Jeez. There was a Palestinian flag on the barrel of her gun, um, and she was reportedly reported to be having trouble with her ex-husband's family, some of who were, whom were Jewish. But, um, you know, no, no set motive has been released or determined yet. Um, you, you don't know why she picked this current location to, you know, uh, carry out her reign of terror. Um, and it's, it's currently being identified as a hate crime and possible terrorism. What a troubled individual. Yeah. And the fact that she brought her son with her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Makes it even more disturbing. Uh, Republican state rep Josh Shriver from Oxford. He's Talk lost about a troubled his... individual. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is <laughs> this is this is a case of uh, you need somebody on your staff checking your social media posts before mm-hmm. you make them. Uh, but he doesn't have a staff anymore, nor does he have a spot on a legislative committee after posting about the Great Replacement Theory on his Twitter X page. The Great Replacement Theory or Replacement Theory is a white nationalist anti-Semitic conspiracy theory that alleges that left-leaning elites trying to replace white Americans with black, Hispanic, Asian and Arab immigrants. Um, you know, if you remember that Tiki Torch lit white supremacist march down in Charlottesville mm-hmm. that killed three people where they were chanting will not replace us. That was uh, the great replacement theory. And the uh, post drew sharp criticism from House Speaker Joe Tate, Governor Whitmer, Lieutenant Garland Gilchrist, and at least two Republican lawmakers. So it's uh, a bipartisan denouncement, as it should be. At what point did he think that was a good idea? <laughs> I don't. 
I don't know. And, and was he drunk? I mean, you can't be in your no, right mind to post something like that. No, I mean, he was brainwashed and, and he was freaked out. And this great replacement theory, it, you know, it, it's, it's spouted by people who are afraid of, of diversity and integration. And, um, you know, somehow that guy got elected and, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully the voters make their voices heard um, next time he's up for re-election. Yeah. Uh, President Biden hosted the King of Jordan at the White House yesterday. Jordan is where three American service members were killed in a surprise drone attack by Iranian-backed militant groups at a military outpost. CIA Director William Burns is in the Middle East this week. He's working on a new uh, possible six-week ceasefire hostage release agreement. President Biden um, has come out and said that he is not for a ground military operation in the southern Gaza city of Rafah. And uh, the two hostages that were freed during Israel's raid on Rafah, they've been identified as 60-year-old Fernando Merman and 70-year-old Luis Har. And uh, real quick before we hit the break, Renee. Yeah. Rocky Ryszkowski, our uh, our resident Fat Tuesday expert. It's a strong Polish name, like my like, like my uh, mother's side of the family. Uh, he's clearing he's clearing up the Punchki Punchki debate. And so Punchki is pronounced Punchki, and I'm going to have to apologize. Though I'm 50 percent Polish myself, I'm going to mess that up all morning. It's like me uh, screwing pu- up cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are more of a credit to your ancestry than I. Punchki is plural for more than one. Oh. And, pun- and a single, the singular term is punchek. Punch oh, Lord. Yeah, so I don't know. It sounds like All a right, basketball let- move. Punchek him. <laughs> right. Uh, two minutes for punchecking. Right. All right. Rocky, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best, but I can't make any promises. It's first thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale, WJR. And of course, as always, we are joined by Guy Lloyd and Jamie heading into JR morning. And uh, I just want to know how many, how much punchkey everyone is uh, expecting or, or, or uh, intending to eat this fat Tuesday. Well, this is, this is the day before Lent. So if you're going to do it, get it in today. <laughs> get it in. You right. got a lot of stuff to give up. Can you yeah. eat more than one? They're huge. Right. No, especially well, you know what? Filling I, in there too. Right. You'll no. regret it. <laughs> How many <laughs> times have you seen someone, you know, make the fatal punchki error and the little hole where the gunk goes in, they're pointing it away, away from, from them? them. Yes. Becomes projectile. It is. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like that's like maybe an out-of-stater thing, like a rookie mistake. <laughs> don't you, you make that mistake once. I mean, if there's a guy in the office that really annoys you, don't you hand it to them on a napkin <laughs> yes. just like that? <laughs> right. You set them up for failure. Well, it, here's the other thing. My favorite thing about any time punchki or donuts are, are brought into the office is about an hour later, you open up the box, uh, you open up the box and there's not a single fold donut left, but there's a whole bunch of fragment pieces from everyone <laughs> wanting just taking a piece of their calorie. Yeah, just uh-huh. wanting a little piece. Yeah, I'll tell you and what. Course, there's nothing more exciting to a newsroom than free food. Oh, and if you oh, get yeah. in there late, so true. You oh, are man. you're getting you're the out of lunch if you yeah. get there late. <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny you say that, Jamie, because uh, yesterday in the control room, 
somebody left a copy of Lord of the Flies, and that's kind of what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Except that we are all piggy, right? right. Uh, <laughs> yes, and I do have asthma, so uh, a lot of parallels there. All right, so the uh, Super Bowl ratings are in. And between people watching it on CBS and streaming it on all the streaming platforms, uh, 123.4 million viewers. That's an all-time high, wow. um, which, which, which isn't surprising. But I don't know if you guys saw this. In my social media feed, I saw a lot of people who were having trouble uh, with some of these uh, streaming platforms, which I can't think of a worse time for a streaming platform to have issues than the Super Bowl. We suffered with that. You did. Yeah. Freezing up, things like that. It was, yeah, hmm. it was a little frustrating. But, we, you know, yeah, it, right. it is what it is. By the way, I'm going to just take issue with that number. If it's 123 million, then historically it is not the most watched program of all time. Maybe really? most watched. But, yeah, no, the Apollo moon landing had it estimated then. They didn't have the metering that they have now. But they estimated between 125 and 150 million people watching in the u.s back when we had only 200 million people um i mean that's kind of a big range are are the numbers not exact just because they didn't have the the technology they didn't have the sophistication and yeah we have right they in the press release i saw says 120 million viewers watched on cbs largest audience ever for a single network so if the Apollo was So they have up. an asterisk, just yeah. like Maris. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny, though, how they have to go through, like, all these qualifiers to set a record. Yeah. Did they get the Swifty lift? I think it's in there. I think uh, he yeah. was, it was the CBS president who said, well, it didn't hurt. <laughs> right. You know, he, exactly. he was kind of reluctant to give her credit. Um, Anecdotally, right. I saw a lot of tweets of dad saying, my daughter watched the whole Super Bowl with me. That right. had never happened before. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that TV would have been on cool. anyway with the dad. But right. who cares if there were little moments like that all across the country? Well, and it's, you know, Jamie, I mean, we we kind of saw that story going around after everyone stopped complaining about the 24 to 53 seconds of screen time that that she she got right. every game yeah. uh a lot of dads actually love the taylor swift effect because now their daughters are watching football with them and now they have like a new thing right i thought that was cute and that was not some you know thing i saw that was someone i know tweeted yeah. that yeah so okay it happens yeah yeah so and i mean I, you want to talk about a swifty lift um, I think they tabulated all the brand awareness and 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 all the eyeballs that that she brought to the NFL, which uh, the NFL didn't need any help with this in the first place. It just made them go from a super league to super mega league. But I th- what was the the number? They 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 think she had like an economic impact of three hundred and thirty three million dollars <laughs> for the season. Wow, it's wow. amazing. So, yeah. They got uh, they got their Swifty lift. And, uh, you know, Renee, you've got a couple of interesting. I'm sorry. Uh, Swifty lift sounds too much like plastic surgery. <laughs> Don't talk about a Swifty lift on Fat Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. There, I think there's actually going to be a deal on Swifty lifts after. Fat Tuesday. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're going to have uh, doctors uh, offering Swifty lifts. Oh. It's like lunchtime facelifts. They were. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yo, it's no big deal. Just go on your lunch break. Right. <laughs> Sounds Come like a terrible idea. Like Come back looking yeah. like the Joker. <laughs> oh, welcome to Walmart, can I take your order? 
But Renee, you came across a couple of interesting insights about uh, what was being searched most on Google during the Super Bowl. Yeah, they live tweeted a bunch of stats as to what we were searching during the game. During the first half, lots of people were asking Google what the lowest scoring Super Bowl was. It was five (laughs) years ago when only 16 total points were scored in Super Bowl 53. It was the Patriots beating the Rams 13 to 3 that year. And then search for Super Bowl overtime rules spiked 4,200% after regulation ended. And I think the, all those people searching were in the 49ers locker room. I was about to say, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whiners. And, and the best question we Googled was, why do football players have tails? Turns out it was just a lot of people mistyping the word towels. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I was, was going to say, say someone needs to go back to biology class or something. <laughs> the entire nation, oh. but yeah, that's absolutely wild. That uh, you know, it, stories came out that the Kansas City Chiefs they went over overtime rules extensively in the preseason. The 49ers weren't even aware of the changes, and uh, you know, just uh, I don't buy it. You don't. No, I don't buy it that they didn't that they haven't looked at those things and looked at those changes. Someone on that staff doesn't know. I'm yeah. with guy. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's just an excuse anyway. Uh JR Morning coming up next. The first thing is first thing with Mike Parsons and Renee Vitali on seven sixty WJR, where Michigan comes to talk. The Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy, or EGLE, has uh, figured out the contents of the contaminants that spilled into Bear Creek up, uh, Bear Creek up in Warren last week. Um, it turns out that it was a mix of metals and PFAS, that, uh, the source of which was a closed industrial building, uh, about 10 in Mound, that used to specialize in metal plating, a pipe burst, and the um, the contaminants leached into the water. Um, there is no danger to drinking water, according to officials, but uh, some of the plant life might have been affected. All classes on the campus of Michigan State are canceled today and tomorrow to mark the somber anniversary. Um, one year ago, a gunman not associated with the university, he opened fire inside Berkey Hall in the Student Union, killing three, injuring five. A remembrance gathering is scheduled for lot 62, just north of Spartan Stadium from 7.30 to 9.30 tonight. number of gun laws are taking effect today, including the safe storage law, which was inspired by the Oxford High School shooting that says that if a parent has a gun or a firearm inside the house and that gun is not secured and a minor takes the gun and either hurts or kills someone, that parent could be held criminally liable. Expanded background checks also go into effect, as well as red flag laws that says law enforcement can temporarily take away Someone's weapon if they are deemed to be a threat to themselves or others. And another bill that bars anyone convicted of domestic violence from owning a gun for eight years. There's also a number of laws regarding LGBTQ rights and the right to work being repealed going to effect this week. Gas prices are up 26 cents this week to an average of 326, a new high for this uh, young year of 2024. Power outage in at an Indiana refinery is being blamed. And uh, Republican state rep Josh Shriver from Oxford has lost his staff and spot on a legislative committee after posting about the great replacement theory on his Twitter X account. And uh, 
All right. Now that we got the business out of the way, Renee, it is a uh, I, I would say it's uh, it, it's a local holiday today. Yep. Fat Tuesday, a day for people all over Metro Detroit to indulge in the goodness of our beloved Punchki. Colleen Pank, manager of Apple Fritter Donut Shop in Ferndale, joins us, which is just because the name has fritter in it doesn't mean that they aren't armed and ready with Punchki. Good morning, Colleen. <laughs> Good morning. How y'all doing? We're great. Awesome. How are you? How are you doing? I mean, thank you so much for taking a break here. How busy have you been so far this morning? Absolutely. So we've been super busy. We had probably about 15 people lined up outside starting at about 4.30 this morning. So we turned the lights on and then, yeah, rock and roll from there. How many days in advance do you guys begin to prepare for today alone? So we prepare about a week in advance to two weeks, but it's always on the back of our minds throughout the year because this is like our Super Bowl time. <laughs> it's in the, We work hard all year. We're counting down the days to this time of year. Um, we have, you know, volunteers that come in for these three to four days, and we all work 14, 15 hours a day wow. or more. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of the Super Bowl, you guys – kind of became the unofficial donut shop of the Detroit Lions this season, didn't you? Uh, well, that's the first time I'm hearing this. So, yeah, this is great. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, <please>. so- <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I thought I, I heard David Blau, one of the, the quarterbacks on, yeah. on the line, used to stop in every, uh, every week and, and, and get a whole bunch of donuts for the team. He absolutely did. He got a couple dozen for the quarterback staff, the equipment guys. He got uh, our quarterback, Jared Goff, the apple fritters and the glazed twist every week during the season. So, yeah, that kind of started it all from there. But we were already making the football donuts. It just kind of went viral because I think the Lions were doing so well, and we were all excited, you know. Well, and, and so I guess then I'm declaring you guys the unaf- I don't have that authority, Yay! but I'm just doing it. <laughs> and, and here's the we'll thing: get 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 a get a donut from Apple Fritter Donuts and become successful beyond your your wildest expectations. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's funny you say that because I attended a charity event with the Lions last year, and it was for Frank Ragnow's. Uh, his organization and he Jared Goff said I will contribute ten thousand dollars if Ragnow delivers me donuts one day and he did it so I'm wondering if they came from you guys I have a feeling they did (laughs) that would be wonderful yeah I bet I hope they were but from anywhere they are probably just as delicious so (laughs) so on those days David Blau came in uh, to get donuts from you guys how many would he order uh, he would just get a couple dozen. Just yeah, a couple dozen. The, yeah, a couple of just, yeah, about, so that's 26 donuts total because we give you all a baker dozen. Nice. And then, yeah, the right. specialty fritters were for our guy, for our quarterback. That's awesome. I, you know, getting yeah. back to, to Punchkey, I'm just curious. On average, how many do you guys think you'll sell today alone? Um. So we'll. Dozens, I couldn't tell you, but I will tell you that we've made well over 10,000 punch keys for the last three days. So we're probably into the 11,000th right now. I I saw the different flavors you guys have, and and it runs the gamut. Strawberry, apple, lemon, blueberry, cherry, raspberry, custard, buttercream. Which one is the most popular? I'd say raspberry and custard are probably the most popular, followed by apple. Lemon's really delicious. 
But yeah, raspberry and custard take the top notch there. And a lot of people think that a punch key, it, it, it wait, it's so we were having this debate. The 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 singular is a punchick, and then the plural is punchy. Correct. Um, I'll go with that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so many pronunciations. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, all, all we know is it's delicious, but it's not the same as a jelly donut. Correct. I mean, how's it made differently? Correct. So it's made differently because for us, it's the only time of year where we bring in eggs, butter, sugar. And we add that to our our dough mix, and it doesn't take as long to beat in the mixer. It doesn't take as long to proof. The frying style is different. Um, but they're a little bit bigger so that we could put as much jelly and goodies in them as we can. Sounds like what well, I do on a Saturday. Put as much jelly and goodies inside. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, and look, I mean, if you're on a diet, I think this is uh, everyone's, uh, you know, unofficial cheat day. Everybody has permission. Um, how, uh, you know, are, are you guys expecting to stay open later? Does the, the punch key rush die off in the in the morning? I mean, how does uh, d- does this change the way you guys operate at all um, from a normal day? Yes. Um, so. A normal day, we're open till 4.30, but today, with just the volume, we'll probably sell out, we're thinking, by noon or 1 o'clock. But on a day like this, too, customers come in, they're already planning, you know, their morning ahead where they probably give their, themselves an extra 10 or 15 minutes. They're bringing in a friend or family member that's never even seen this style donut before, you know, or they're from somewhere in Michigan or part of the country where they've never even heard of this. So, you know, everyone's excited. They come in, and they're just, you know, ready to go, and they're eating them by the time they're walking out of the door. <laughs> yeah, and and I would imagine um, you guys have a lot of call-aheads, and you guys also have a ton of walk-in business today. Absolutely, yeah. If we take call-aheads for a couple weeks, we have to cut it off by Monday so we're not, you know, give ourselves a break and catch up on all of our orders. Um, and then we wholesale to a couple of local grocery stores and little markets. So, yep, and all that, as I'm looking out, is being picked up as we speak. Everyone's yeah. coming in and out with their orders. Well, we'll let you get back to work. I'm I'm sure uh, the line is forming because we, t- we, we took you off the assembly line. So, uh, <laughs> number one, we appreciate you take some time with us, and we appreciate your uh, your donuts propelling the Lions to the NFC Championship, and I think uh, your donuts are going to propel them to the Super Bowl next year. I'm just making that prediction right now. Uh, hey, I'm on the same page as you, Mike, so we're all good, and we <laughs> hope to see our yeah Mike in a, or our quarterback, Dave, in again, and yeah. Lions, here we come. Let's go. All right. Well, Colleen, next time I'm in the Ferndale area, Nine Mile in Hilton, just east of Woodward, I'll stop by the Apple Fritter Donut Shop. Colleen Pank, manager of the Apple Fritter Donut Shop, thank you so much for talking with us. Thanks, Mike and Renee. You all have a good day. You thank too. You. you too. Okay. And, and Renee, uh, I, I definitely – I was only going to have one today. Um, I, I think I'm going to need to have at least two and maybe even make a trip out to Ferndale. We'll if, see. If you have it before noon, it doesn't count. <laughs> right. It's a mulligan. Now you want to get Any- nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. <laughs>
any calories consumed on Fat Tuesday actually uh, go go against you, and they're negative calories. That's so right. everybody, everybody have fun. All right, uh, we'll uh, take a quick break. First thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale, WJR. Well, of course, Renee, you know, we talked about it. It's Fat Tuesday, but you know what today also is? It's Galentine's Day. Oh, it's only the best day of the year. Yes, it is. Today is more than just Tuesday. It is Galentine's Day. But if you're not a fan of Parks and Rec, you may not know what that means exactly. So to explain how to celebrate it and what it is, we have Amelia Ritter from VisitDetroit.com. She is the expert on all of this. Good morning, Amelia. Good morning. So, Amelia, yeah, give us a little interview and uh, I'm sorry, a little overview and a little background on Galentine's Day. Valentine's Day is, first of all, I think you can celebrate it every day. I think officially we have February 13th to have your day to appreciate and love on the girlfriends in your life. But I think it's something that we can take into every day and just have that appreciation for our friend group. Celebrate love. I appreciate that. You know, any reason to get together with my girlfriends, uh, I'm in on it. So, you know, the only thing I'm not sure about is what is the etiquette? Are you supposed to get each other gifts or is it more of just an excuse to get together and celebrate your friendship? I am always a card person, and I think cards are so easy, whether you're buying something funny from one of the local shops in the area or you're making something on your own. I say definitely go in with a card. If you want to do another bigger gift, that's on your own discretion. But who doesn't like getting a card? That makes everyone feel good. Now, you wrote a, a really great piece with just idea after idea. And you can read the whole thing at visitdetroit.com. But out of everything on this list to do around Metro Detroit for Galentine's Day, what would you say is your favorite? I think heading to the DIA for the Detroit Film Theater is one of my favorites. There's always so many different things playing, and then you're right there, you're right downtown, whether you want to spend more time at the DIA or just enjoy the Midtown neighborhood in Detroit. You have so many opportunities, and this month the DIA is showing a lot of different films for Black History Month and also all of the Oscar-nominated short films. So there's a lot of different things that you can see, and it's just kind of a a fun way to, to go downtown and to just immerse yourself in some culture. And so what differentiates a good Galentine's Day date from a good traditional Valentine's Day date? I think you have to think about a group function. So a lot of the things that we have in our article and on our site are, you know, a a larger table for a tea party or, you know, um, a group reservation for something. It's not quite as intimate. It leaves a lot more room for some conversation, some fun. And just really anything can can be transferred into that Galentine's Day to celebrate. And, you know, if you really want to make a whole day slash night of Galentine's Day, I noticed uh, in your article, the Hilton has this great package. Tell us about that. Yes. So we this is one of our Visit Detroit experiences. This one is at the Hilton Garden Inn, downtown Detroit. They have a ladies night out package that has some overnight accommodations for up to four friends. Right downtown in Detroit, you can check in, you get champagne, you get bonbon bon chocolate. Yes, please. And <laughs> for, for some stores downtown. So you can go shopping, you can hit up some of the bars down there, like Tin Roof, and enjoy some live music there. And just have a nice night in a hotel, kind of away from 
from the regular life and change your scenery up for a little bit. All right. So the big question is, what are you doing for Galentine's Day? You know, I have yet to go to the Whitney for one of their tea parties. So I, I don't have anything scheduled yet. I maybe dropped the ball on that one, ironically. But I think that's something in the next couple of weeks here that I definitely want to get my girlfriends together and do. And we can dress up. And it's just a fun time. You can take some pictures for social media and just enjoy the, the beautiful architecture and scenery at the Whitney. Right. So, so this isn't so much a, a singles awareness thing as it is a celebration of friendship overall, whether you're single or in a relationship. And, and like you said, it doesn't have to be um, celebrated on the 13th. It could really be celebrated at any time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with celebrating the Singles Awareness Day if that's what you want to do and that's what you want to be with your girlfriends. But, you know, anytime you can just get out and spend that time with friends or with anyone that you love is time well spent. And time to gripe about our men. I always appreciate that, go. too. Set aside. <laughs> yeah. My, my wife's going to be so bored. She'll have nothing to gripe yeah, about. Of course not. <laughs> Well, and you know what? It coincides with Punchkey Day today, too. So it, it, it's it, it's uh, a double whammy there. There you go. Uh, you know, oh. go ahead. I'm sorry, Amelia. Oh, I just said that's perfect. That's another thing you can do. You know, I, I got to come up with something like Valentine's Day for guys, like like Easter or, or Pray the Brosary. I don't know. I'll, Easter? I got, I got to think of a fun play on words. Well, Amelia Ritter, it, it's a great piece. If you want to look through all the ideas, visit Detroit.com. Content producer with Visit Detroit, Amelia Ritter, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Easter, call Hallmark. And, of course, after Valentine's Day is Valentine's Day. Greg Russell gets us ready for that on Focus. We all look forward to something to do on Valentine's Day. What do we do? Do we get flowers? Yeah, flowers are always good. Do we take you out to my favorite restaurant? No, because you probably don't want the same hamburger. But wine always works. And right now, joined in studio with Micaiah Glenn from Bricks Wine here in Detroit. Glad to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's just it. We're getting into the happy hour because we're coming into the home stretch uh, of the show. Now, you got Valentine's Day coming up. What are some of your tips for getting a good wine for Valentine's Day? So let's see. It really depends on the person. So we have some people who love sweeter wines. So I would suggest, of course, like a Riesling. Um, Moscato is a fan favorite. We can't deny that. Um, a good Riesling, um, something a little more full body. If we go like into like some really good reds, because I absolutely love red wine. I love red wine. So I, I love, love you. Don't leave the studio. Same here. <laughs> there you go. Listen, I love a really good Zinfandel, <laughs> a good red Zinfandel. So that's one of my favorites. Um, I love champagne, but I also love Cremant. Oh, wow. Yeah, a lot of people aren't really um, familiar with it. But we have Cremant at Bricks, so we do Cremant, we do Cava, Prosecco, um, some alternatives to champagne. Okay. Yeah. And like you said, that's at Bricks. That is your place. Yes. Now, tell us a little bit about that. I know it's located at 1588 Franklin Road in Detroit, or Franklin Street in Detroit. Uh, talk about its start. How did it come about? So, this actually is my second one. So, oh. I had another one in um, West Village Okay. a few years ago, but it ended up closing. But that's Okay. Hey. Because we reopened on May 3rd of last year, mm -hmm. and that would have been my mother's 56th birthday. I mean, oh, uh, I'm sorry, not 56, 
I'm thinking of my own age, but <laughs> 86th birthday. Okay. So I opened on her birthday. I thought that was really important to me. Mm-hmm. And um, Bricks is a retail wine shop, and we're transitioning into a full bar now. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. We do a ton of events. We have a beautiful event space. I'm not saying it just because I own it. <laughs> hey, you're here to promote. You're here <laughs> yes. to get the word out. Yes, but it's an absolutely beautiful space, so we do a ton of events. We do wine pairings. Um, we do excellent charcuterie. We have some of the best smoked salmon in the city, if I do say so myself. 